starting now. Welcome back to episode 10 of the Young Old Heads podcast, where we provide a new generation's take on an old hobby. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy, aka TV Sports Cards. I'm here with my co-host, Max, aka Cards Max, aka Cards Max Worldwide. How you doing, Cards Max? Max, Max? I'm doing. I'm doing great, great, great. I have a lot of cards on my desk, and I love enjoying talking about my cards. Yeah, I'm hyped about this episode. I think that this is going to be our best episode yet. So let's just get this energy going. Let's get into it immediately here. So last week we talked to uh, our friend Kimball, aka Sunsport Trading Co. on Instagram, and we kind of ended our conversation with him talking about something that I want to just get deeper into. Go, you know our trademarked deep dives into iconic sets versus what an iconic parallel is um, defining kind of differentiating what an iconic set is versus a parallel versus and kind of going into what makes something an iconic parallel and what makes something an iconic set. So Max, what are your thoughts on today's uh, theme or uh, whatever topic? What are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are that I'm going to expound on them later and that we have a lot of different sets. We have a lot of different parallels to discuss. Mm-hmm. I think keeping it distinct between the two is something very important because you have a lot of different compositions with the set, including players involved in the set, such as you know specific inserts, how the set is marketed. But parallels, it's all vanity. It's all design. And man, am I someone who chases good aesthetics. Yes, you are. All right. So I think since we talked about some iconic sets at the end of last week's episode, I want to start out with what an iconic with iconic parallels. So something that first came to my head when thinking about an iconic parallel is that it must be there's a little there's two different things with parallels. There's ones that happen once. It's like a one off parallel. Um, Think 2011 diamond anniversary, hope diamond anniversary, those parallels from tops uh, versus uh, parallels that occur over a long period of time i'm talking gold parallel tops flagship uh i'm sure there's a million other uh, gold prisms uh stuff like that uh that are considered iconic so max i'm gonna throw out some examples of what i think some of the first example of what an iconic parallel is these one-off ones uh and see if you have anything else to add and any ones you disagree with so run it i got well first my first one that came to my mind so we're talking just since 2000 here so me and max don't have quite as much knowledge on the 90s parallels i know we'll probably have someone on in the future who will know more about you know all the weird pacific stuff and all the early days of parallels and numbered but we're gonna for our purposes we're talking pretty much since like oh 2003 i want to say something like that uh not going all the way back to the beginning of parallels but so for you're me, even going to be testing my knowledge with the early 2000 stuff yeah, there's not. I only really have one in here. That's and it's one that I sent you today. So I think you're gonna understand. So we got 2011 tops hope and uh, diamond anniversary. Two different ones. The hope diamonds are out of 60. They're the blue kind of diamond looking cards. They kind of look like sapphire if it was paper, um, but with many more sapphires. Uh, I personally love this parallel. I should have brought one of them out here, but I have five. I think of the giants. I think it's one of my long term collecting goals to collect one of every giants player in a hope diamond uh potentially add in gold cups as well if i can i know those get a little pricey but f- those are my that's my first one that comes to my head max is that worthy of the first mention here it is worthy of the first mention um it is a very eye capturing design and it was done in anniversary of tops 60th year printing cards 
if we remember last year a little bit, the 70th anniversary was a equivalent to the platinum one of ones that we see now, except with the 70th. So underwhelming, so underwhelming those parallels. Exactly. And I don't know if it was just that Tops cared more back then or that the art team was a little bit better, but that diamond and the Hope diamond, I guess more specifically the Hope, does a great job at commemorating the set. Can't forget the cognacs either. No, the cognacs, yeah, they're kind of the uh, the redhead or whatever the the phrase is, stepchild, third stepchild, basically. Uh, if they were like the one-off, like the only one, I think the cognacs would probably have a lot more hype around them. But because there's two other kind of consensus better looking parallels that year, um, I think that's perfect. So those cards, you know, I'm a quick sec. I hated the 70th anniversary parallels. I couldn't believe that that's what they came up with after all the love that collectors have for 2011 60th anniversary. How lame and bland the 70th anniversary ones were last year. Honestly, didn't get enough hate. So I want to just real big fuck tops for that one. Even though I love tops, I'll be giving them a lot. Ex- explicit adult podcast. Yeah, we are an explicit podcast. Everyone knows. Um, yep, there's the uh, DJ LeMay. You can even see the shimmer, you know, the refractor-esque type of reflection with the cognac. And we don't really get anything with that with the 70th anniversary parallel nothing nothing it's so bland there's nothing there yeah gray you know, gray is a bland color cognac is tough to, to photograph which i think is another problem for it on ebay it's hard to photograph the cognac parallels um so something that's important to mention here though with 2011 tops is the iconic player whose rookie card is in this is in the update set mike trout mm-hmm. so how much do you think that having mike trout part of that set impacts the collector memory of those parallels I think that it definitely, I mean, naturally when you have the greatest baseball player of this generation and also someone who single-handedly revitalized the baseball side of the hobby, it's very easy to, for people to picture Mike Trout and immediately associate him with that parallel. I don't know if we're going to get into this next parallel later, but you know, harboring this effect as well is the red hot foil in 2014. That's my next one. No way. Along with Mookie Betts. You have the team color match, even though Betts isn't in a red jersey. It definitely the red Bet Red Sox logo, the red foil shimmer capturing the entire card makes it a very memorable parallel to remember. It also helps that I want to say the second or third biggest rookie card that year was Xander Bogarts. So the Red Sox Xander and the Red Foil. Bogarts. We can disagree on pronunciation later, but we can agree that he's a Hall of Famer. But the po- the foil. And the team color match and the logo make it a great parallel that makes people th- makes people think of it together, similar to Mike Trout. Yeah, you literally stole my transition there. I can't. You just read my mind. We did not even talk about this list before. I mean, I'm yeah, kind of a genius. Yeah, you're, you're kind of a genius. It's also it's almost like we've talked about cards together before. But yeah, uh, I think adding the red foil adds the element of the team color match with Mookie Betts, who was you know is the most iconic rookie from that year. Also with Degrom, who does not, I guess, get the team color match and probably get slept on in some part in the set because of that. Um, but those are two examples right off the bat of two of the two uh, parallels that collectors and um, what I've noticed in the market, they have a premium over what their print run is probably. You know, uh, I don't know off the top of my head what the red foil print run or the or the diamond anniversary ones. I know Hope Diamond was out of 60 numbered, so... Do you, ha- do you have an idea of what the red foil were? I know you were big into 2014, but if you don't know off the top of your head, you don't have to say. 
I want to say that they, and similar, I want to say, even though I wasn't ripping in 2011, I want to say both were more common relative to golds that were numbered out of the current year. They'd be the equivalent of the rainbow foil that eventually replaced these in 2015 and onwards to where they're unnumbered, the most common parallel you can get with the second most common parallel being gold. Yeah, and a, a second big fuck you to Tops for taking away these kind of cool foil parallels and it, replacing it with rainbow foil, which I know, Max, you want to do a quick bit on your uh, hatred of the rainbow foil? It is a disgusting, bleak parallel that offers no vanity or lackluster <laughs> or looking value towards the card. You have the great sequence of Diamond Anniversary in 2011. You have the emeralds, the gold sparkles in 2012. You have the... No. You have the blue sparkles in 2012. You have the emeralds in 2013. You have the red hot foils in 2014. Are, are, you, are you pointing because I'm right? Yeah, you're right. right. I, got, I, got, right. I got the parallels right? Phew. I think so. And rainbow foil in 2015. Yuck. Better to replace it. Nope. 2016. Yuck. 2017. Yuck. I guess the good thing is you could do a full run of rainbow foil parallels if you really want something kind of low end. But then might as well just do gold parallels. If, yep. In order to capture that rainbowy type feel... We need to revert back to the gem-colored parallels we've had in the first half of the 2010s. And yes, I agree totally. Uh, I don't hate rainbow foils quite as much as you do, but because of that fact that they took away those such beautiful kind of one-off parallels and made this, as you said, bland, uh, it's kind of like how they made refractors and tops chrome the most common refra the most common parallels. So now, like base refractors and tops chrome are very common uh don't really have it much of a premium at all rainbow foil is the very sad very sad paper version um but yeah moving on from there uh we agree that, that run i also want to do a big shout out to 2013 opening day blue shimmer uh one of the best parallels i think slept on and one that i'm gonna look to pick up a mic trout a gold cup of and maybe a harper if i can but those i've noticed sell at a premium to any other opening day parallel throughout the years and i know there's some good ones in 2020 as well with the red the red uh canadian one but in general opening day gets slept on with parallels in 2013 is a specific one i want to give a shout out to as we're mentioning iconic parallels i don't know if anyone would call it iconic as an opening day parallel but as an opening day lover myself i do consider it iconic uh so we're going over to tops chrome now and uh, for my next example we got 2007 white refractor i believe i believe it's the only year they did white refractors it seems like they might have done them in 2002 i probably can check but since 2002 is a little before our, it was like a little bit before our time uh i'm gonna just go with the white refractor 07 uh the famously black bordered base cards in 2007 tops uh max what are your thoughts on these white refractors um they're done i want to say because and you can quiz my knowledge but the entire set was originally black and we have yeah. the white refractor to polarize that and that for paper, they made them copper and that we don't have a black parallel that year. Yes, you are correct. Okay. I like it. The white very strongly pops and we don't really have much else to compare it to in terms of future sets. White is a very empty color and through having a refractor that draws the eye. So it does a great job. Yeah. You picked up the Ichiro recently, correct? I did pick up the Ichiro. Um, I was very affordable. I haven't done many eBay buys lately, which I'm mm -hmm. very upset about. But the Ichiro White Refractor Gold Glove winner, I got for like $25, something like that. Something that was very affordable. 
And securing that at that price, you can still look at very nice Hall of Fame veteran cards in the mid-2000s with sick-looking parallels. Yeah, 2007 Topps Chrome White Refractors. Special shout-out. I I picked up a Nick Young Swaggy P rookie of it. It's actually out of 99 in Topps Chrome Basketball. I don't know what it's out of in baseball, but I know it's in the hundreds somewhere. Um, so special shout-out to that one. There's no other White Refractors, as far as I can tell, post at least 2007. There aren't. Um, so as a kind of a one-off, or at least a unique parallel in Topps Chrome, which don't come around too often, uh, I want to give that shout-out for sure. Uh, so going into our next one, I know we're kind of going baseball heavy here, but mm -hmm. I think honestly, Panini just kind of sucks at parallels. Like there aren't too many Panini parallels that I would consider are iconic. Um, I know that some people would argue maybe for like Galactic and Revolution or Shock in 2018 with the with the Luca rookie rated rookie. I know that's kind of a pretty dope looking one, at least in my opinion, mm -hmm. but. Uh, overall, I would say Panini just ha didn't have any that came to off the top of my head. I mean, golds, yeah, but those are so such a premium that I don't even know if those are really in the realm for most people. Yeah, um, I think one of the biggest differences between gold and tops and gold and Panini and why we care about one so much more than the other is because one is out of 50 and one of it is out of 10. We, we are tops gold refractor truists in here. We love tops gold refractors out of 50. They're consistent. They're acquirable, but with Prism, it's just way too scarce for it to really be for the common man. And I am for the common man. Yeah. Here at the Young Alternative Podcast, we are out here for the people, for the for the heads of all types, not just the young heads, also the old heads. So we are on the lookout. And that's why, yeah, I agree. Uh, also why we love gold parallels and paper because of how common they are. Uh, but going on. One specific year of tops, at least more modern, that I think is a, a, a particularly iconic with its parallels, and was what I, from what I understand, controversial at the time, was his 2018 tops. With their the two ones I get want to give a special shout out to are the Independence Day and the Black Refractors from that year. Max, you want to talk about what the reception was to those early on? I don't know entirely early on, but. From 2016, I think a little bit of surrounding context, 2016 is the first flagship tops year where we don't have full borders surrounding the entire card. In 2016 and 2017, I think both are very just straight up ugly designs. And in 2018, we have even less structure. We only have the nameplate on, on the photo, on the card. And people are concerned about centering. People are concerned, oh, is this how we're modernizing cards? Back in 2014, when I started reinvigorating myself in the hobby, it was just a plain white card. And I'm like, wow, it's 2014, we're having white cards. But taking it to no borders entirely for the third straight year was in of itself controversial. And we didn't really return to full borders until 2022. But the parallels no, on they the. Had, they had him in 2021. Uh, are you sure about that? Yeah, dude. Come on. Yeah. Right? Am I tripping already? Whatever. We'll, we'll come back to that, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you are right. No, they had a borders in 2021. Regardless, five full years. Five yeah. full years. But the parallels in 2018 pop so fantastically, capturing, making, taking advantage of the fact that it's not just borders and that it makes the entire canvas of the card a certain color. It is beloved by many. Um, something that is slept on a little bit is the camo parallels from this year in that you have not just you know this 
boring brown, but you, I mean, like most years, you have that camouflage kind of look, but you can see it in the background and it's vibrant. And you have these lines coming out from the card where it otherwise isn't there. You have it, the camera focused on just the player and removing most of the background. Don't sleep on 2018 Pro Debut because they have orange and green parallels that also project themselves similarly and also look very nice even though it is a gimmicky cheap paper product but the full color canvas makes it a masterpiece i would paint myself <laughs> if you were gonna art I, yeah, I, I think i think they i mean i agree with everything you said obviously i think there's a couple issues with it one of them is that it completely blocks a lot of these parallels block what is going on in the background of a card so i know one player that I collect is Brandon Crawford on the Giants, and he has this really awesome update card where he's sitting next to like Bryce Harper, and I think it's oh, I forget who the other guys are, but one of them is Freddie Freeman. It's Bryce Harper, Freddie Freeman, and Nolan Arenado, and they're all sitting on a bench. And one in the parallels actually block out Nolan Arenado and Freddie Freeman, who kind of enhance the card. So blocking out the background of a card is something that I think about with these parallels. But I think certain ones of them, I definitely the Independence Day above all else even though they are very scary out of 76, but it looks like fireworks are shooting out of the ground. Yeah, it's and just so awesome. that we can use our visual listeners and watchers, you know, shout out YouTube, shout out those watching clips. We have yeah. the Glaber Sapphire Edition, obviously looks phenomenal, trying to make sure the glare looks good here. This is 2018 Sapphire Tops. 20, 2018 Sapphire, technically not a parallel. It's, a, it's its own set. But we have the catcher, you know, this is a very busy image. We have the catcher, oh no, catcher this side. Yes. Very much, you know, kind of taken aback, not in the photo very much. Glaber is focused. We have rookie debuts, very much meant to have a lot of noise, a lot of background. This isn't a baseball game. This is just Glaber Torres. Yeah, it's just like him spotlighted. And the blackness and the full encompassing aspects of the parallel help articulate that it is just the baseball player and it is just the main person that's being looked at, just like in the Brandon Crawford, Crawford example. Yeah, and it's very rare for a parallel that has been around for a long time. And I know that a lot of people, Kimball particularly has been annoyed with me for talking about continuity so much. But like with yes. Black, shout, you know, out been around, shout out Kimball, great guy. Uh, we talk a lot about like how parallels have been around for a long amount of time and how they you know are consistent. But a year like 2018, that kind of does a new spin on an older old parallel like it did with its design, I think can go well or it can go poorly. In that year, it went extremely well, I think most collectors would agree uh do you have any examples of maybe a time max i don't off the top of my head so if you don't have any it's all good but of parallels that were kind of redone one year that people did not like i know actually i have one too if, if you need one um if we're really testing my memory i want to say 2014 tops has like a greenish camo out of 99 and then 2015 has a snow camel yeah snow camo out of 99 and then do we take a break from camo? No, then we jump into Memorial Day camos. Is that, Is that right? The next year? I don't know. I think so. But I think having this um, break in continuity, having this figurative asymptote isn't very good. But I, it's 20, the, yeah. But on the converse, it's great to see tops evolving. And when we're highlighting the red foils and the emeralds and the blue sparkles and the gold sparkles, when it's different like that and there's change in each year that helps contribute to a more whole collection. Yeah, I, I, I see that. Um, I think it, I think the one-off parallels, like the early 2010s 
makes it more fun to do a team thing. So like collecting, oh, I'll get all the team, all my favorite team from this year's parallel, like an Emerald or something. Of course. And it's why, you know, Independence Day national team sets always slap so hard. Yeah. But important here is some regression. I think we, as much as we are hyping up tops here, I think their regression with the Independence Day parallel since 2018, their lack of uh, ability to innovate on those and how they kind of just ended up looking like a star parallel that looks pretty much like any of the complete set parallels now. Yeah. Which is that we need to put more pressure on tops. Yeah. Um, I was looking for this for a while. This is this 2022. Yeah. It's an eight. Yeah. I suck. But um, this is just a very boring. Not yeah, who is it? It's a Mike Trout 2022 uh, Memorial Day camo out of 25. To and it, look at the bottom. It's just brown. You know, like this yeah. barely looks much different from a normal gold parallel. And this is out of 25. There are only yeah. 24 other copies of this. This is supposed to be a, you know, a Wander Franco version of this is going to fetch, you know, four, maybe five figures. And this is a bland, toffee, tasteless car- parallel. Yes, uh, one of our, our good friends on Twitter, Max, actually was just talking about the same thing. Um, what's his name? You know who I'm talking about, though. Uh, the wall, This guy, what's his name? Those back pages. At those oh, back I love pages. Eric. I love those back pages. Yeah, amazing guy. I love following him. I don't know him quite well personally, but I love know that I love following him. And he was just hating on the gold parallels of Flagship recently, how they've taken away the gold shimmer aspect of them, made them very kind of brownish colored honestly so um shout out those back pages shout out tops for just letting us down with the parallels recently um but yeah it's not supposed to be poo poo brown it's supposed to be gold it's supposed to be status class sure there's you know as many as there is the current year but it's classy when you look at a black parallel it sucks your eye and black is very attractive to the eye i would know because i'm not an art history major or minor but these parallels are supposed to pop. They're supposed to be deviating from normal base cards. And is a brown base card very attractive? I would say no. Yeah, I agree. So do I'm very energetic to today, as you can tell. This is something that raises my heart rate a few beats per yeah, minute. Yeah, dude. We're, we're firing on all cylinders today. This is the best pod of all time. All right. So, but tops this year. I think Top sometimes tries to call their shot with what's going to be an iconic parallel. And there are a couple that they introduced in 2021 that I want to bring up and get your opinions on. There are two main ones that I think people are, you know, were initially projecting to be quote unquote iconic. People were saying, you know, these ones really pop, as you like to say, pop meaning stand out, make a card look dope as fuck. So these cards, these two parallels were Top's Chrome Mini Diamond and the Ray Wave parallels. So the mini diamonds kind of look like the an- diamond anniversary from 2011, but as if they are a negative, you know, photo tops chrome version. And then the ray waves are, I don't really know how else to describe them other than they're wavy. Lava. Uh, lava. Lava wave. My in bad, some my sets, that, and, well, no, in some sets they're lava and others they're ray wave, even though I think there's very little difference between the two. I think maybe the angle of like the lines, maybe what it is, like the lava slowing down, the ray wave oscillates is like a sine wave um i am going to say that as someone who has completed almost the entire tops chrome 2021 mini diamond parallel set i have like five or six left and i'm going to finish it the print run i want to say offhand is like 400 to 450 copies and that's calculated we don't know truly what the number is especially since there's so little 
of 2021 Topps Chrome Rip, both because the rookie card class isn't strong and because this is the first year that we've had a raised SRP price from previous years. If they do this with Wander Franco, the parallel is going to go nuts even stronger, and we are going to consistently see it become one of the most desired parallels for Topps Chrome. But since we haven't had, I mean, we are on June 26th, the National is the last week in July, ending on July 31st. I do not know what the production timetable is due to COVID because we still are having these manufacturer stoppages and delays. But traditionally, Topps Chrome has always released a little bit directly after the National. In a month's time, we can see people freaking out over Wander Franco Black White Mini Diamonds. And even when this has been introduced in Bowman with Bowman First, there's been a lot of demand for it. Now, on Lavas, I'm just going to say real quick, People in Bowman think shimmers suck and they're ugly and they're yucky. Waves are okay. You know, waves look kind of nice. They add a little pizzazz to the card. They're not trues. Megas, I think, look even better than waves, but shimmers are just ugly. And from my understanding, or at the very least my interpretation, introducing the way wave is a way and a manner to be done with the shimmer because shimmers are just hated that much. Wow. Okay. Well, I that's a, a, trans, a transition parallel. Yeah, a transition parallel. I fuck with it. I haven't thought about that. Um, you what you just said made me think of two things. Okay. First thing is how much Tops is focusing now on not Tops, but also Panini. I think this is this can apply to all companies that are out there. These product specific parallels, not product, but like not product as like configuration. Yeah, but like a blaster parallel, a hanger yeah. specific parallel, stuff like that, that people, they are focusing more on and how that impacts a parallel's desirability long-term is kind of yet to be seen, but it's something that I think about a lot now, especially when you think about holding sealed wax or something. Yeah. And even from a marketing standpoint, look, um, when I was 14, I wish I could say this when I was six, but no, I was 14. Um, I'd go to my Walgreens and I'd get green fat pack parallels and I'd oh, go to Walmart and I get the blue parallels and I go to Target and I get the red parallels. And, you know, there's some orange parallel. There's like, a, I want to say there was a yellow. I'm not sure. But there are all these different types of parallels that made it interesting enough to where I could go and buy cards at a different place and then try to chase a different type of colored card. What I was thinking is like, also like, what about, uh, like, I get, I honestly didn't know that kids would do that. Like, shout out Yeah, me, I, I but, guess. I don't but know. I'm talking like these like online, also these online releases, like yeah. how the mini diamonds came in tops of light hobby boxes that you could only buy online. It wasn't like those were like put out there in retail products or anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, yeah. Type of parallel that I think has only been in F1 Chrome that I have right in front of me. This is not a purple, I hate this, Claire. This is not a purple parallel. This is a purple-green parallel. Mm -hmm. I, this card is Oscar Piastri. He's not an F2 anymore. He's going to be an F1 very soon. Um, but this is a pop two. The normal purples are numbered out of 399. The purple checkerboards, I want to say, are numbered out of 199. I've calculated the print run of the purple-green to be out of approximately 250. And they have a gold-purple parallel in addition to the gold and the gold checkerboard. And they have a red-green parallel. At, yeah, as, I don't know how well you can see Tom. No, it's all good. I, okay. what, what I'm hyped about what you just said is that... What it's Tops innovation. Doing, yeah, what Topps is doing with F1 versus uh, Topps Chrome Baseball is what they did in the 2000s with 
Topps Chrome Baseball and Topps Chrome Basketball and Topps Chrome Football, which is they experimented with different parallels in each different set. And so there would be maybe a parallel in Topps Chrome Baseball that wasn't in Topps Chrome Basketball. Or if it was, it was numbered out of something different. Um, I know that, that there's many examples of that, including the 2007 one that we brought up earlier with the white, uh, white refractors being numbered out of 99 in basketball and something else in baseball. Yeah, so, I'm thinking immediately that the blacks were out of 500 in basketball. Yeah. For flags, for flagship. Yeah. And so what, what I hope they do now going forward, and that's something that when they didn't have the license for basketball and football, they haven't been able to do. There's only been one Topps Chrome product, you know, each year. Um, so now that they have F1 that has this collectability, this uh, massive market, how they innovate with Topps Chrome F1 versus Topps Chrome Baseball is going to be interesting to see and will be a predictor of how they, how when Topps takes back over the basketball and football uh, licenses, how they will handle those. What do you have any thoughts on that? I, part of me is a bit taken aback by that because I do like the consistency. And for instance, you don't have the strength of a prism gold out of 10 parallel without pushing the consistency that golds are out of 10. You can tell a 13 year old what a gold is. A gold, he will know it's out of 10. And similar for baseball, golds are out of 50 no matter what. I, even as like a little bit of a personal project, you know, I'm just looking more and more trout golds, not even necessarily true golds, but you know, the silver pack golds are out of 50 tops are, I don't know if tops archives golds are out of 50, but there's a lot of other golds that are out of fifties. Granted, we are talking about different sports. So it doesn't disrupt those player runs, but I don't know if I love that, but at the same time, I like pushing the envelope and trying to start something new and experimenting to see what works and what doesn't. Yeah, for sure. I think what, what you're saying is that you like it when Topps Chrome has these kind of, you know, s structural support parallels, like the gold being out of 50 for both, maybe uh, just the base refractors being the most common, something yeah. like that, that, that kind of holds the whole set together. They can try out different things from there, but Topps Chrome, you know, people love Topps Chrome because of, for many different reasons, obviously, but um, the gold parallels are something that yeah. you know, will come up every time. I am not an expert, but I want to say for paper, the only longstanding parallels are gold and black. And for Topps Chrome has been regular refractors, gold refractors, and black refractors. And black refractors had their last year in 2015, 16, I want to say. 16, 16. They had them in 16? Okay. Yeah, I believe so. So we really only have two types of parallels for each product that you can do a full player's career run out of. I mean, part of the beautiful thing is that you can do a full Mike Trout gold run, or if your pockets have enough you know, bread in it, a black run. Or you can do a Get full get your bread up um, or you can do a full refractor run of, you know, granted the first year rookie card is the hurdle for many of these players, but you can do a full each row refractor run and that's wicked. And I'm yeah. for that. <laughs> I am for that as well. I want to know though, one more thought, honestly, Max, I'm going to save sets for next episode. I think that this episode on iconic parallels is something that people will really enjoy. So I want to let the people sit with just the parallels for this first episode. We'll do part two next week, but I want to talk about one other type of idea before we go on, which is, yeah, this idea of like kind of products that ha like, especially with tops, Bowman and tops. I think we want, I want to hit on that again. Uh, this idea that parallels in Bowman are not always as desirable as the parallels in tops. And I think one way you see this is in the variations as well with the variations in Bowman, the photos variations, Bowman being not quite as desirable as the photo variations in tops. Um, my thoughts is that your thesis is empirically true, but for the wrong reason. 
And that is because for whatever reason, with the exception of 2019 mega boxes, all image variations for Bowman have not included the first logo. Thankfully for Wander, you know, we had the mega bat variation, mega box variation where he has the bat on his shoulder. And I believe for Bart's Joey Bart's, you know, number two overall pick in, I believe, 2018, you know, he still has his first logo, I believe, on his image variation as well. For whatever reason, why they kept the first logos on these two players for this year specifically and not all others is a mystery to me. But we have the most recent release of 2021 Bowman Chrome Sapphire, where we're introducing image variations. This is a product that has no autographs. We are introducing image variations as one of the biggest chases in this entire product. Granted, they're relative, they're not too uncommon. And you don't have first logos. What is Tops thinking? Why is Tops doing this? The argument has been, you know, at least for Megaboxes, that Megaboxes released later and they're a standalone product and they're a different image, therefore they shouldn't have the first logo. And I guess Sapphire releases after the traditional release. So because it's a later release, it's technically not the first Bowman. That's hogwash. Tops, the first Bowman logo is marketing. This is Miguel Anduhar's first Bowman right here. It has no first logo. It is still his first Bowman and it is treated as such by the three people that buy and collect him. You need to have first logos on your image variations and there's no exceptions. I have a similar gripe to be had with Tops about how they take off gold cups for some SSP photo variations for guys, especially Otani. Terrible. So frustrating. Incredibly frustrating as a collector that they would take off the gold cup for a variation of a card of a variation of a player's gold cup card. Um, I, I don't want you know, this is probably our fourth or fifth fuck you to tops in this episode. But again, we also have hyped up tops. So I think that we balance that out our yeah. hatred with our love. So what do you, <laughs> and the only contrary is to not buy tops to buy true minor league cards. I'm holding up a card. I love, I have a lot of cards on my desk today, so I'm showing them off a lot. Um, this is the 2014 Charleston river dogs, high a affiliate, uh, Yankees selfie card. You can see Judge and his chipped teeth right in the front next to Tyler Wade and rookie Davis is in the back. I think those are the only players in this that I've ever reached the majors. But this is just such a sweet Aaron Judge card. card. Also, shout out Aaron Judge. Having a great year. But yeah. again, what we will always preach, Max, is collect what you think is dope. Collect what, collect what you think is cool. No matter what, if it's a product that is necessarily considered the most highly desirable or best to invest in, if you think it's cool, there's a good chance that people will think it's cool in 10, 20 years. So trust yourself, trust your gut, trust your 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 take on cards. That's why when people enjoy a set that I don't enjoy, I don't try to hit rain on their parade. I kind of just say, you know yeah. what, that's a good, I'm going to stay out of it. I'm going to let you enjoy that set and that parallel I'm not going to, you know, say, hey, that set's actually ugly as fuck, but <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, uh, my. Yeah, that's, those are some fighting words. But no fighting, uh, no, fighting no fighting, only love. Uh, cards Max is a lover, not a hater. Um, but collect what you love. Try to find cool stuff and don't be afraid to deviate from the norm. Max, this has been Kind of a short episode, but I think one of the best ones. And I want to see if you have any, do you have any thoughts? Do you want to close on anything? Do you think that we forgot anything that would necessarily, I know that we kind of stuck with just Tops Chrome and Tops. So I think in the title of the episode, I'll kind of keep it just to those so that people know what they're getting themselves into. But is there any like certain set that we didn't include that you think is, is I want to highlight how weird Bowman is in that there is a lot of love and attention played to a true parallel 
where there's no shimmers, no ray waves, no mega box. But because for base, the chrome is so common, we put mega box parallels, mojos above the base card. We put mega box mojos above the base cards on the hierarchy. But for parallels, it's switched. And we want the true no matter what. That is just a little a little weird collector thing. Maybe it's just how we will eventually, it's all taste and we gravitate from going BGS as the 1A or maybe the 1B in the mid-2010s to now BGS maybe even being number three in terms of third-party grading companies right now. But yeah, that's just a little weird. No, I like that. That's a good, that's a good addition. Uh, well, I want to give a special shout out to Upper Deck. Upper Deck was doing borderless base cards since for a long time, so... When we talk about tops going borderless in the late 2010s, I think that a lot of that can be attributed to Upper Deck's popularity in the early 2000s. I know that I was ripping packs during that time. I wasn't wouldn't necessarily say I was like in the hobby in terms of knowing what was going on, what people's opinions are on things. But I know that Upper Deck was considered the premium rookie card for a while by certain collectors, and they enjoyed the borderless aspect. I also want to give a shout out to 2004 Upper Deck Power Up, my favorite set of all time. Great colored parallels in that, especially the blues. Um, I know that people will, you know, probably want to say like PMGs have parallels, I believe. So those, those, that type of thing is very dope. Um, but upper deck, I think kind of fell short in the parallel aspect of things. They didn't really have these like gold parallels. They didn't have that kind of forward thinking, uh, aspect with upper deck as much with their base baseball cards, which is why you can find some upper deck sealed wax from the two thousands pretty cheaply, even though they did have good game use stuff. Uh, the parallels themselves were not great. You want to know the contextually best thing about Pokemon? Yeah, sure. As long as it's contextualized in sports for me. No parallels. What about the foils? I thought Pokemon has foils. No, no. Or we have, okay, we have on some cards, we have hollow foils and reverse foils. Um, and then we have our traditional base. But my point is like for, you know, the big, you know, you know Charizards or the big, you know, GX for the ultra rares. There's no parallels. There's no number of parallels. And it, if anything, that makes a stronger emphasis for the base card when relevant. I get I, I, I Shout out Pokemon for that reason. I have one. I have two sets. I've, go, I've gone like five episodes without talking about Pokemon. I was bound to happen. No, dude. I love Pokemon as long as you contextualize it in sports for me, as we yes. have talked about. And I want to give... I gave, didn't give Panini... I gave him a lot of hate today in this episode. I gave there, there was a lot of hate and a lot of love in this episode for me. Tommy's just, a hater. I'm a hater and I'm a lover. I'm both sides of the same coin, boy. Yes. So 2012 Panini Marquee is a set that I want to give a special shout out to as a set that Panini made for basketball that has some of the best parallels. I mean, not no, no, no. Scratch, 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 scratch. Reverse. Scratch. 2012 Marquee. No parallels. No parallels. It's kind of like a Court Kings type thing where there's like levels um, and rarity to the different rookies. Uh, the Swirlorama rookie from 2012 Panini Marquee is my favorite card Panini ever made for Clay Thompson. So shout out that card. Shout out that set for not having parallels. And shout out Panini for just completely dropping that set pretty much and making it basically part of Chronicles and like the least attention giving set. But that one year, 2012, also very dope. Another set that Panini made in 2012 that was very dope in 2012 not quite as dope going forward is totally certified. I have this Clay Thompson game used out of 99 blue parallel relic uh, that I've just picked up on eBay this week that I'm showing. It's it's a very cool set. I Honestly, it's probably the closest set Panini has made to the PMG looking set, maybe except 
this most recent Donruss Elite set that they made last year that is pretty cool looking. Very similar set to that one. Uh, they have parallels in the 2012. Totally certified, and I enjoy them, and I enjoy collecting them for Clay Thompson and Draymond. So special shout-out to those two sets just before we uh, before we depart today. Shout-out sets. Shout-out sets. We'll do sets next week, though. So th- that's a little teaser for sets. Uh, Max, you have anything that you're selling, anything that's going on in your world of cards that you want to talk about before we head out for this week um what am i going in my world of cards um well my ebay buying has slowed i alluded to that a little bit earlier i don't know if it's just i i am washed and i can't find more cool cards like you know tatis and trout image variations or the aforementioned ichiro right refractor tops um from 2007 i'm gonna butcher that year but um i am watching pwcc and all like a hawk I'm putting more and more of my eggs in one basket in trying to find little thrifty deals and also trying to find cool stuff. I totally beat, I mean, granted this was doing this in mind of a flip, but I was sidetracked and I saw, I was bidding on a first Bowman Chrome gold autograph of Josh Donaldson and it sold for like 130 bucks, the gold out of 50 autograph. And I was so annoyed at myself when I was distracted by other cards and I forgot to rebid on it. Um, but there's some nice little, I think for me at least, you know, I just look at baseball and PWCC ends tonight, today's Sunday, from like 2000 to 2021. And for those like late 2000s, early 2010s, where it's like the players that are either on the way to the Hall of Fame or aren't, there's some like sneaky stuff. So shout out getting deals right now. Go get some deals. Yeah, shout out getting deals. What have you been? What have you uh, been snacking? Other than that, I mean, I'm always just buying random shit. My other buy that I want to just give a shout out to is I bought this Buster Posey 2010 Bowman rookie orange team color match parallel out of 250 on eBay this week that I got because the seller mislabeled it as a gold parallel, which is very common in Bowman in 2010. So mislabeled as a very common parallel it is the ultra, very very rare to find on ebay orange parallel buster posey anything always gets snatched up i found that because and of that, the is newly, numbered, that is numbered out of what 250 and it is a shout out to newly listed sort by newly listed sometimes you'll find always i always try to sort by newly listed just always. because like i want to be the first to the punch yeah, for buying nows and best offers, but auctions, if you're ha- trying to have some fun late at night, just do some players' names. I'm Auction. a late at night type of guy. Yeah, when you <laughs> there's a there's a certain there's different types of people. People who like to go crazy on eBay during the morning and people who like to do go crazy on eBay during the night, and I like to do both. Yes. So Max, this has been a very fun episode. I think people will really enjoy it. So um, thanks for talking to me about cards again. Next week's sets, and we'll get a little deeper into those and kind of Maybe if we think of some more parallels, I, I'm sure this will be part one of many episodes where we talk about iconic parallels. So I'm not going to pigeonhole us into anything here. Cards, 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 cards. Also, wait, quick shout out to my homie Ryan uh, at Philly Cards 25. His pod, he has a podcast with his brother called Bro Cards, and it's a just a really funny podcast. I uh, was actually going to listen to that. If you if you enjoy more of like the buying and selling side of things and kind of the there. Uh, just kind of more of a goofy vibe. That's a great podcast to listen to if you want more card content. So shout out those dudes. I love their podcast. Uh, and next, stay tuned for next week. Also, just follow us on social media. I know if you're listening to this, you probably already do. But shout out Cards Max. Cards Max, we're doing a space this week, maybe? 
probably. Tuesday nights, always try to run it. We're on a little bit of a hiatus right now, but we may bring it back. I think we should bring it back. So keep a lookout for that, and uh, we'll see you guys all next week.